From the banks of the Avon, welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded, the place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted. All are welcome. The voice for that black sheep in all of us is Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his views on today's issues. Everything. Nothing is off limits. His insights come from not only his work as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. Do you have something you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook, where Black Sheep Rebranded. Email Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com, Rick at rstherapygroup.com, or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca. And now, here's Rick. I wonder what he'll talk about today. Good afternoon, folks. Good morning. Good day. Good whatever time of day it is for you and what is going on in your world. I truly hope that you are having yourselves a, a, a beautiful Monday and a beautiful beginning to your week uh, with Memorial Day and Remembrance Day behind us this, from this past weekend. I'm going to continue today and we're going to talk about uh, disillusion. Disillusion and, and people who end up with disjointed senses of their reality. I, I'm bringing this up for, for several reasons, in part because I see this often with clients who uh, become combative within therapy because the idea of another person pointing out something within them is a, is a huge challenge. And it isn't necessarily how it's done. It's the fact that no matter how it's done, they come back at it with this perspective that, well, how dare you? And and how dare you have these thoughts? And how dare you have these ideas? And the fact is that so often uh, what we find is we find that embarrassment is behind this because they don't want to actually understand and see that that life is not necessarily as they see it. What I'm going to talk about today is is how this kind of plays out in therapy. And hopefully you'll be able to learn from some of the things that I do. And a lot of the things that I do is I just simply shut it down and ask the person um, if they give them multiple chances to stop and assess the fact that they, that they are not actually putting themselves in the place where they are. They are disassociating and they're creating this idea in their head that doesn't actually exist. And so... I often, uh, you know, it will be polite, kind, and and say something. Yes, maybe, maybe this will happen, or who knows. With my also clear understanding that from a professional standpoint, it is not likely going to happen. Most of the time, I will just clearly say to the person, "No." But again, if the person has a bit of a of a fragile ego, a fragile sense of themselves, I I may go, "Well, you, you just never know." Uh, certainly not going to happen today, but again, you never know. And in part, because I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what the future holds. I have no idea. What I do know is it's not going to happen today. And what I do know is as a professional, you're coming in and you're walking in to a professional environment and people will start throwing out cheap jokes and they'll start throwing out cheap ideas about, you know, is meant to undermine the relationship. And meant to undermine the reality of what's actually going on. And it's because they see this as a power play. 
And therapy should not be a power play. Therapy is a discussion of what is going on in your life and where do you move to. Therapy is not unlike a lot of conversations that you are going to have every day of your life. Every type of dynamics within work where we have these conversations about how do I how do I promote? How do I push people forward? How do I do these things? And it's this interesting perspective because what we end up with is this counterintuitive side on the other on the other side where you know people again they take the positions of power they take the positions of equal where they want to somehow though always have the upper hand that's not how society works that's not how a good wholesome healthy society or relationship works the way that they work is when we actually are sitting there and we're reassessing what's going on I had a client who sent a message and the message, you know, clearly referenced that as far as he was concerned, that he thought that something that he did was within office hours. And then there was the combination of text messages after that, you know, up through to 11 o'clock at night. And then again, first thing the next morning with this insistence on a reply. And so when they did get a reply saying that, you know, back years ago, I would have, because again, my practice was smaller, we didn't have the podcast, we didn't have all the other things going on, and I may have had more time to be able to respond, but what the person didn't stop and listen to was that, no, things have changed. This is the way we're doing things now. And what they insisted on was that, no, things be the way that they think that they should be, and then they went looking for validation that that is exactly the way that it was. Well, you're right. I'm, I'm not arguing with you, but that's not the way that it is now. And again, you hear, you have this in employee-employer relations all the time. You have this within intimate couples. You have this within families, where as things change, as things evolve, people don't evolve with it. What they do is they say stuck. Once a narrative has been generated then that is the narrative forever. And I remember when I was going to school that people uh, would, you know, the profs would always say, you know, when you start working somewhere, make sure whatever you're going to do the first day that you're going to do it forever. So if you're going to pick people up coffees uh, the, at the end of the first week, be prepared to do it forever because that's what people are going to expect because once they get into that routine. And I get that people don't like to change and they don't want to change the direction. They really truly don't. What they want is for things to stay the same so that they understand. And when you come along and say, but things are different, they don't even hear those words. They ignore those words. And no matter how many times you come back and you give them an opportunity to understand that there has been an evolution, there has been a change, what happens is they don't do that. What they do is they sit back and they go, no. And they fight you. And again, this happens in relationships all the time. As we age, what we are able to do, and you will hear people go, well, you know, they want to sit and watch TV now, and they never used to do that. Well, they're also 20 or 30 or 40 years older, and so they have evolved, and they have changed, and, and part of the evolution of their life has been that they're moving slower. And this is where people, like I said, they want to disassociate with time and place, and they want to disassociate with the fact that things do change. And what they want to do is confirm that this is the way it once was. But this is not the way that it is. 
the way that it is, is an evolution. And what they are so desperately to do is to tell you their point of view. Okay, and their, their point of view is valid. That's the way it used to be. But that is not how it is today. I remember getting pulled over uh, by a Nevada state trooper uh, a few years back. And I was uh, going through an area where the speed limit had changed. And the, the trooper who pulled me over said, do you know how fast, you know, typical questions, do you know how fast you're going? And I, I not really, I think approximately this, but I, I really truly have no idea. Um, why don't you inform me how fast I was going? And uh, so as we, we chatted back and forth, uh, one of the things that he, because he saw license plates and he said, well, you for sure have been through here many, many times. And I'm like, mm, I have, but not for a decade plus. I used to drive truck through here, but I'm actually driving my aunt's car with California tags. And so he went under the assumption that because of the California tags, the person driving the vehicle would have this recent information to go speed limits have changed. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with him. The speed limit is what it is. It's changed. I wasn't aware. Okay. I'll take the ticket. Let's move along. But the fact is, right, that what a lot of people want to do is they want to sit and they want to argue about it. They want to argue that it's unfair, that they weren't informed. But again, none of this is relevant. The only thing that is relevant is the fact that things have changed. Situations and people have evolved. And whether you were wanted to be aware, whether you are aware, whether you think it's fair or not, the fact is it has changed. And that change now means something. What does it mean? At the end of the day, what it fundamentally means is that you have to adapt. And again, I, I see it all the time with people who, you know, they, they want me to write a letter saying what an incredible human being they are. And I say, well, if I'm going to write a letter, this is what I'm actually going to say. And then they go, well, no, that's not fair. And I'm like, okay, but, but it's factual. And they go, well, yeah, but I, I want this to only show my good sides. And I'm like, but what you are doing is you're asking me for a letter about you as a human being. This is, again, this, this evolution of employees, employer relationships, and intimate relationships, and kids, and everything else. I, again, your five-year-old, does your five-year-old have uh, the ability to do what your three-year-old had the ability to do? Your five-year-old has a greater ability, but they don't have the ability of a 15-year-old. And interestingly, the five-year-old may be more inclined to want to do something to help you, than the 15-year-old. And so we have to constantly be evolving and checking in with all of these things. And so many people don't. And often, and I see this in therapy all the time, they want to blame me because you know, how dare this happen without their consent or their knowledge. Or they want to blame their partner or they want to blame somebody else. Talking with a young guy the other day who was suspended from school, and I said, do you think that this behavior makes you generally overall a bad person or this exact situation being the thing that's being judged and looked at? And he said, well, that exact situation. And I said, OK, well, if that's what we're going to look at, 
then there's a financial price to pay for making this some restitution here. It's not just about your suspension. It's about replacing the broken equipment. Well, that's not fair. I didn't know it was going to break. Okay, and most people listening to this podcast are going to go, well, it doesn't really matter. The fact is you broke it, and so therefore you're responsible. But this is where it's about teaching that evolution and understanding the societal evolution. And so part of the societal evolution is to say that, you know what, when we're in a tough situation, it's about, do you want to remove yourself? Do you want to do something? And so, again, I've had this, thank God, in the last decade plus, I've only had this a few times where I've actually asked people to leave. And it's ironic because those people all have had the one common trait of going, how dare you point out that I was misinformed? One guy became irate. He was talking about his divorce. And he started yelling at me that I was telling him he was going to be divorced. And I said, no, actually, your divorce has nothing to do with me. But again, what he wanted to do, because we were talking about the fact that his wife wanted to separate, we were talking about the difficulty, the the strain within the relationship, and that separation and possible divorce uh, was in the future because she had lawyered up, she had decided this is what she wanted, she was going down the pathways that she was going down. And again, what he did is he needed to take it out on somebody. And what he chose was me. And when he chose me, it was because, again, he's hearing from me something he doesn't want. Something he can't, he can't wrestle himself to to understand or accept. That his marriage is over. Well, I got married for life, was one of the things he said to me. And I said, well, you may have, but she has chose to change her mind. And he said, well, but she can't. I said, but she can And then he started talking about God. And I said, okay, well, that's fine that you're talking about God. But the fact is that, no, she can change her mind. She has the legal right to change her mind. And with that, again, he became absolutely irate, which resulted in, um, I think this is now time for you to leave. And, And again, thank God these are extremely rare. But the fact is that the theme and the common theme is that they disassociate with where and when they are now, and they do not actually hear the words that are being said. So when somebody says to them, and they also don't associate with all of the emotional feedback that they're getting, you know, they try to make a joke, and there's no laughter. But then they sit there and try to make a joke again, and there's still no laughter. And there's no smiles. There's no anything. It is not funny. But they are insistent that it is funny. They are insistent that not only is it funny, but the only person who's missing anything here is me. And it's like, no. Where I'm sitting, and ironically, um, as I deal with people through probation and parole, ironically, again, the theme here is that these people constantly are looking for validation that they were once correct. That the information, the dated information that they have. So again, 
10 years ago, it was much easier because of my crazy chaotic life to answer people outside of traditional office hours. I still do on a regular basis, but again, it's not because I feel that I have to. And I expect people to understand that it may take many hours for me to get back to you. And it may not even be until the next day if it is simply regarding an appointment. But because I once did, then they come back, but you did. Yes, you're right. I don't anymore. Okay, but you did. You're right. I did, but I don't anymore. And so then I will then say to them again, do you think that I should? Well, yes, because that's what you did and I'm important. And this is, and that's where we fall into this problem. What I just said, they come back and they, but I'm important. How dare you change this? I'm important. Yes, you are important. However, we will get back to you when we get back to you. Think about kids in school today. I don't know about the whole world, but I do know here in Ontario, and what I see in, in places and people that I talk to around North America, we are, I'm important. How dare you change this? So as somebody going into grade nine, who now suddenly can fail a test, can actually fail a grade, fail out of a subject, they go, what, but... Just hold on here. And because they've never been socialized to understand that because they have a belief doesn't make it so. They are important, but their degree of importance is limited. Yes, they are important. But again, it's limited. It does not mean that the world is going to continue to cater to their need and their want and their desire. Just think about what I just said. People often will come back around to, but I'm important. But this is the way it used to be. You're right. And it's changed. But that's not fair. Age old saying, folks. Life isn't fair. It was never meant to be fair. And anybody who ever told you that it was unfortunately, was not doing you any favors. Things change. Rules change. Hours change. People retire. People age. Businesses grow. Businesses shrink. Businesses evolve. The needs that the business, that the family, that the individual has also evolves. And so we have to understand are these things possible? Can we actually keep up with all of this? The only way we can, people, is when we stop, take a deep breath, and look around and reassess and go, where am I? Am I supposed to be a comedian sitting here? And if the answer is no, and you don't get the responses you think you're going to get, instead of insisting that you're funny... Why don't you take the time to go, maybe my humor, this isn't where it should be. Maybe I should go try stand-up comedy. Maybe I should go try something else. But again, people use humor to deflect. People use humor for all kinds of things. And again, this is a, is a situation that is unfortunate. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who don't want to listen 
don't want to change, don't want to evolve. And so, as I do, I hope you will do the same thing. Invite them to leave your life. Invite them to to leave the building. Because spending a lifetime begging, pleading, asking, can you change, can you evolve, can you do this, can you do that? Folks, it's a very long life when we're beating ourselves up trying to get somebody to do something that they fundamentally don't want to do. And so, again, think about this. Think about the evolution. Think about associating, getting current, being where you need to be. Just put a little bit of thought into that. Y'all have yourself a wonderful day. And we'll chat soon. Hey folks, it's Rick Sherwood here from Black Sheep Rebranded. And again, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. Again, we really appreciate your input. We uh, really enjoy receiving emails and messages uh, and feedback on what you'd like to hear, what you think of the podcast what we're doing good, what we're not doing good, the things that you'd like to see change. We do appreciate all that feedback. Keep in mind all of this stuff, um, all of the ideas that are being put out are the the property of uh, Black Sheep Rebranded. And uh, the ideas that we're putting out are not intended to replace psychotherapy. They are educational and they are educational to help you cost-effectively stop and think about your life in a different way. And so from everyone here at Black Sheep Rebranded, have yourself an absolutely wonderful day. And again, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to us if you're in need. If you want to talk about something, uh, you can reach out to Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com. Or you can reach out to myself, Rick, at rstherapygroup.com. And uh, either one of us would be more than happy to to take your, your email, take your message, Send it in the right direction if we can't help you out. Uh, and if there's something we can do, we definitely will get, get back to you. And it is our pleasure to be here uh, doing what we're doing and uh, to encourage you all to have yourself a little bit better life and a little bit better day. So again, from everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded, have yourself a wonderful day. And uh, yeah, stay safe. <laughs>